0: Richard Case.
1: Well, Kathy, uh, it's great seeing you again. Uh, a new week. Uh, Absolutely. We're, we're excited to start this. Uh, uh, actually, now our third week, so we're we're excited to keep uh, yeah. sharing sharing the truth as we uh, ask you to come and see uh, finding truth uh, in a world of chaos. Uh, and so uh, the world is. Certainly chaotic uh, as these uh, days go on. Um, you know, we had we we talked. Uh, I think it was several sessions ago on abortion. Mm,
2: uh, yeah, the second episode actually. Yeah,
1: uh, gave some statistics which were uh, kind of shocking to uh, quite a few people. And um, uh, understanding in this chaotic world that, uh, interesting enough, uh, it actually is still a divide between believers. Mm -hmm. Um, which uh, some people are saying, you know, how do we, how do we appeal to that? We had a question that came in um, about that. Uh, We said, besides praying for the Holy Spirit to open up the eyes of the believer, how do we effectively reach believers who are Mm -hmm. pro-choice?
3: Well,
1: that's a, that's a great, great question. Um, And it's interesting, you know, as we look at, you would think as believers, there wouldn't be any issue mm-hmm. um, of creation, and uh, you know God's uh, placing, you know, uh, uh, the life into into a woman's body, uh, and then the freedom to end that life, you know, which is really, mm-hmm. you know, murder. Um, but there's a lot of believers on uh, again both sides of it. Uh, it tends, from my experience, uh, it tends to line up. Uh, kind of politically,
3: uh,
1: so that, um, you know, and there's two parties in our nation, primarily Republicans and Democrats. Um, most Republicans are pro-life and most Democrats are Mm pro-choice. Um, and that's just, as this developed over time with the leadership in both camps of, um, what exactly you know our platform is, um, and they've lined up with with pro choice uh, on the Democratic side, so that when i when I get into uh, discussions about this, um, it's interesting that it it tends to transcend, you know, the issue of of what does God say about this. Mm. It tends to go to the political uh, persuasion. Uh, that people have, which which from my perspective, see, I never judge, per se.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because everybody has a right to, I believe this, I believe this party is, is helpful, I, I believe it's this way. Um, I don't believe that, that there is a, a right or wrong party. Um, so I respect that uh, in the form of, of uh, what people believe uh, and support. Uh, when it comes to abortion, and I get into discussion with it. Um, what I find is that underneath it, they don't necessarily completely support pro life. They're kind of they're kind of a little bit in conflict with that. But their party mm-hmm. is pro life, and so they feel like they need to support that, um, and mm-hmm. not and not be pro choice. Are you talking? Excuse me, pro choice. Yeah, just yeah. want to make sure. Uh, pro choice. And uh, when I get into discussions, um, the arguments go away from the truth of creation and and the formation of a a womb. It goes into, yeah, but look at all the good things they do. Um, Mm. And so um, I'm not going to uh, come against pro-choice, what people say, because it, it, it truly is a choice. And, and they would say, well, I wouldn't necessarily do that. But I don't, I don't not support that if people, if people have pro, pro-choice. Mm-hmm. So the question that comes up is, well, how do you, how do you appeal to that? Um, mm-hmm. How do you discuss it? Um, well, a couple of fronts uh, that's kind of important uh, to understand is that, uh, number one, uh, God says, uh, for our perspective, is do not judge.
3: Hmm.
1: Uh, so you can't come at it as, well, they just don't line up with with Scripture. So um, I'm against them, and I'm going to judge them for that. Right. And God says, eh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not your that's not your responsibility. Hmm. Um. You are not to judge and bring judgment to to anybody or try to persuade them, uh, what I call in the flesh, that, well, their position isn't right and they should adopt my position.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, by the way, that's the essence of a lot of conflict amongst couples. Not, not about abortion, but just about, well, I, I want you, spouse, to conform to what I want because mm-hmm. I think my way is right and your way is wrong. Um, and that's the source of a lot of division, you know, which we'll, we'll get into right. in terms of our discussions about unity uh, of a spouse. But it all starts with, God says, well, first of all, it's not your responsibility to judge them or to uh, persuade them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, in the flesh, you're not going to persuade them anyway.
2: Right.
3: Uh,
1: because they've already made their mind up and there's not you can come up with all kinds of arguments, uh, but they aren't going to work. So what I do uh, as this person asked this really good question um, is two things. Uh, One, I do, I do see myself uh, as a messenger of truth Mm -hmm. and that God says, you don't need to back away uh, from that truth. So, so I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm willing, I'm willing to speak the truth and even get into a discussion about this truth, not coming at it with judgment and or persuasion, just as a messenger of, of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about, you know, what, what is your heart about that? Um, and you're going to have plenty of opportunity to speak the truth because, you know, in circles that we're in, again, there's people on all kinds of political parties and they, they say, well, I'm pro-choice and, well, uh, I'm pro-life. Um, and uh, would you like to discuss this? So what I do is uh, Colossians 4, 2 to 6, first of all, talks about praying that God would open up a door.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so um, as I as I know I'm with people uh, that are of that persuasion or I'm going to be in a situation like that, I'm praying that God uh, would open up a door for the discussion.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. uh, he says uh, when when the door opens up, Speak what I tell you to speak, with with respect and honor, and with grace.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he, because remember, and in the way I phrase this, is um, we are sheepdogs. And a sheepdog gets his instruction from the shepherd, and doesn't really focus uh, on the sheep. So whether they respond, they don't respond. Whether they engage, whether they don't engage, that's not my responsibility. I'm just I'm just following the lead of the shepherd who says, yeah, I'd like you, I'd like you to speak some truth here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I pray for the doors to open up, um, in conversations, uh, in small groups, in church, in church groups, uh, in other groups. Uh, and uh, by the way, we're talking right now about believers, not non-believers, right? Uh, believers, non-believers, it doesn't surprise me that they feel that way.
2: Right. Right.
1: Um, and my goal isn't to persuade him. I'll, I'll speak the truth again if I have a chance, but it'll be a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're talking about believers. So um, I get into this discussion and, and usually what happens is the topic comes up or the or the God opens up the door. So I don't go out and say, okay, I'm gonna make a list of everybody right. I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta go talk to and I gotta go persuade him. Nope, that's not my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be around him. Um, I'll pray, God. If if you want me to be a truth teller, I'll open up the door. Um, and oh. it, and it usually happens with uh, a statement, a conversation, a um, you know the issue of, of abortion or pro life mm-hmm. or pro choice. Um, it comes up. Uh, so mm-hmm. okay, I said, well, um, I said, what's your position? And they'll say, I'm pro choice. And I'll say, okay. On what basis? My question usually is, on what basis are you making that that uh, view of what life is all about? Um, interesting enough, I've never had anybody tell me from the Bible.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Um, so the conversation doesn't start with, well, the Bible says, because they they can't. There's nowhere in the Bible that mm-hmm. it says that. So. Uh, They would say, well, because, you know, a woman has a right, uh, you know, the ability to choose, you know, their life, the the woman's Mm -hmm. life is more important than a womb. And, you know, we don't really know when life starts, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, So they come up with some kind of a reason. And I said, well, would you be willing? And here's how I approach the answer to this question. Would you be willing to see what the Bible says about this? Um,
3: Mm.
1: and sometimes no, right. It's like, no, and now they're a believer, which is a little bit surprising to me. Uh, but the answer is no, not really. Um, you know, I know, I know you're going to present to me all the reasons why I don't want to hear them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've already made my mind up. You know, this is how I think this is, I think this is a good way to go. Uh, even, even my church has supported me, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I just say, okay, uh, that's no problem. Um, I said, well, then I would urge you sometime if you have a heart uh, to get to the word and see what the word would have to say about this to see what God would speak to you about the truth of this. you know, Because mm-hmm. God says, I want to guide you into all truth, John 16, uh, 13. Um, a lot of people say, yeah, uh, okay, sure. Right. Uh, what does the Bible have to say about this? Uh, so what I do is generally... Uh, take him to Psalm 139. Um, and uh, he talks specifically that before uh, you were created, I knew who you were. Mm-hmm. And I knew that you're uh, a person and you're fearfully and wonderfully made.
3: Right.
1: Uh, and uh, he talks about that in Psalm 139, a really good detailed explanation
3: mm-hmm. that
1: creation happens at the time of conception. right, um, And that it's a person. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it's a godly person created by God in his image. Uh, and so, um, I, then I go, go through that. And then I go to, uh, Exodus 20, uh, and go through the 10 commandments. Um, Mm -hmm. and one of them is thou shalt not kill. Right. Uh, and I said, so I said, if you put those two things together, um, you've got life that is spoken by God is created at conception. And it's a person in mm-hmm. our role, um, not willingly, uh, is to, is to kill.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I said, abortion is killing that life. And mm-hmm. don't, don't you see, you know, what, what the word has to say. And, you know, would you reconsider, you know, your position on this? I said, there's one other thing I would urge you to do. Um, and again, most of these people, interesting enough, that have this uh, uh, belief personally have never had an abortion, so so they're just mm. per- they're just portraying this philosophy that they think is okay. Uh, I said, well, first of all, here's what the word has to say, and I said, secondly, what I would urge you to do would be to um, uh, go to a uh, a pro life uh, center. Mm -hmm. Because what they do, and this is one of the reasons why they have a lot of success with this, is they take an ultrasound of that little thing, uh, fetus, inside the body. Mm -hmm. And as women are uh, getting the alternative to say, well, before you get an abortion, would you come and at least consider another alternative, adoption, Mm -hmm. and, and view... We'd like you to view what's inside of you. Then they do ultrasound. Right. right. Well, when you see that ultrasound, it shocks it shocks uh potential mothers is because mm-hmm. they can see that's a person. Right. That's a person. No, no, you know what? They say, you know what? I can't do it. I can't I can't kill that person.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because I see it, I can view it, I can understand it. Um, and so what I, what I tell people is if you, if you have a heart to see the truth, process the word uh, and see how you respond to that word. And then I would urge you to go see an ultrasound mm-hmm. uh, of a real baby. Um, and you'll see visibly that that's life.
3: Right, um, right.
1: And now, now I would urge you, and I'd be happy to talk further with you if you want to come back mm-hmm. and talk about this further. Um, and again, you got to go back to It's not my job to persuade them. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not my job to line up everybody I can and make sure that they hear it. Mm -hmm. It's just, God, I'm open. This is on my heart. I'm around a lot of people that believe differently. And so if you open up a door, I'm going to be a truth teller. And the Mm -hmm. way to be a truth teller isn't for you to say you should, you should, you should. It's rather, well, let's go see what the word has to say and let the word speak on its own. Right.
2: And I think that's a huge thing to remember because too often we go into things deciding we need to prove our point or make our case. Um, and really the neutral place to go is simply to stand on truth because in that place, you can also come at it with compassion. You know, I understand that there's hurting women and that there are scared scared girls out there yeah. in terms of what's going on. I understand that there's real fear, there's real um, struggle going on with this decision. Yet, let's just go and see what the Bible has to say. Can we agree? Yes, I I understand your fear, but let's see what the Bible has to say because I trust God enough right. to trust His word. And so, as we bring him back to God's opinion, not ours, you know, just taking him to the source of truth is a huge thing. Right.
1: I was uh, I actually spoke to a group. Uh, this is in Missouri, of uh, pro life uh, advocates. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were probably thirty or forty of them all over the state headed up by this one uh, woman. Um, and she was, she invited me and my friend Larry Collette from St. Louis uh, to uh, share abiding.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, they had
1: heard, they said, hey, hey, I heard you can hear from God. We'd like to learn how to do that. Could you mm-hmm. come and come and share us? And we've got a group and it's around, you know, our, our uh, mission of, of uh, pro-life. So uh, we did, we spent the day with them, uh, teaching them abiding and, uh, two things that came out of it was, uh, they were all, uh, unhappy people. Uh, mm-hmm. and the unhappiness was, look at all the work I'm doing for God. And yet we're not making a lot of headway. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're sad, we're sad, we're sad. Um, and I, I, said, well, if you're abiding in Christ, the one thing <laughs> that is going to be true
3: mm-hmm. is you're going to be joyful. Right,
1: because you're doing this on your own power, and when you do it in Christ's power, regardless of the outcomes, you're going to have joy, and it's going to change your whole life.
3: Right. If
1: you learn how to abide, I said. I said and and then you know uh, that was one, and number two was they were attacking it with trying to, um, you know, basically protest, come against uh, Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. uh, you know be heavy-handed toward them, attack them. Um, and I said, if you'd, if you'd be willing to abide with Christ, I think he might show you a different way.
3: Mm. So
1: the leader, she, she got it. She said, man, exactly, I get this. I said, we're not abiding, we're not, ha- we're not joyful, and we, we don't really know what to do. Uh, mm. And what we're doing ain't working. Uh, so I said, well, why don't you abide? And you listen to what God has to say. Um, mm-hmm. So as, as time went on, um, she did, and they did. And the the big thing was, God says, "I want you to change what you're up to. I want you to stop attacking it. I want you to don't even worry about them. What I want you to do is to when 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 women are there, and they you know they have they have the freedom to to talk to these women as they're even going into Planned Parenthood. Just say. Are you willing to consider a different alternative?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and at least before you do this, come and listen to what we have to tell you. And, and it's not going to be heavy handed. We're just going to share some stuff with you and then you can make your right. choice. Um, and a lot of people said, yeah, I would. And so they would mm-hmm. go over to a trailer and they would get them scripture and they would show them the ultrasound.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then they had this tremendous change in success rate. From people that were wow. getting abortions to people that weren't. And then God God showed him a whole bunch of new things to do, including where to go and how to do this and how to cooperate with the government. And
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, they changed their whole viewpoint of it because they looked at it as, look, it's not your job to persuade everybody of their of their opinion. It is they, they did receive their job is to be truth tellers.
2: Right, and, and not, that's an important thing to remember. And, yeah.
1: and not take on the burden of, of their individual choices because they can't make them for them, but they can be truth tellers and, and have joy mm-hmm. in that truth telling. And they and they did, and the whole thing changed and their success rate skyrocketed right, uh, because of it because they, they changed their whole perspective on that. So as we mm-hmm. believers who are gonna be around this and it's gonna be continued as a source of division and chaos, by the way, Instead of arguing, fighting, debating, separating, uh, it's invite them, would you have a heart, to uh, see what the word has to say. Some will, some won't. That those that don't, okay. Um, and those that, that have a heart too, then, then share them with them the truth, uh, particularly Psalm, Psalm 139. So that's, uh, that's one of the, the things. And, and uh, you know, I can give you another example um, of how this works. Uh, as we're abiding, um, there's a thing, Kathy, are you aware of a kind of a, a new theology? It's, it's, it's old and new at the same time called universalism.
2: Oh, I am. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but I'm familiar a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, there's a movement uh, amongst the Christian community, mm-hmm. uh, lots of churches, uh, lots of books that have been written, uh, lots of people promoting what's called universalism. And that is that Christ and receiving Christ is not the only way to get to heaven, Mm -hmm. that there's multiple ways to get to heaven. Right. So that um, uh, without Christ, they say, well, God is love. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And because God is love, he doesn't want anybody uh, to perish, true statement. Uh, But then they take it further and say, because he's love and because he doesn't want anybody to perish, then he has multiple ways for people who can get to heaven uh, when they die uh, called universalism. Um, And it's a common, it's a common uh, uh, feeling that going on right now. It's a Mm -hmm. a big promotion. There's even a book out that said there's no heaven, there's no hell, there's no Satan. Mm. Uh, The Bible isn't that accurate. Um, and there's just a lot of, of things going on that are that are promoting not having to receive Christ. Well, I disciple uh, Ken Blanchard who wrote the One Minute Manager,
3: um, mm-hmm.
1: and he and his he and his uh, f- executive friends I actually meet with them every Wednesday morning. Uh, still, this is after seven eight years, mm-hmm. um, and a couple years ago, uh, Ken, who's a pretty famous guy, is around all these big shots. Uh, Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people of that ilk. And so on the discussion, uh, one of our Wednesday mornings came up and he said, well, he said, um, these are really nice guys. Mm -hmm. And they believe that there's other ways to get to heaven, not Jesus. And he said, um, since they're so nice and they're so genuine and it looks like You know, I can't imagine them not going to heaven. Mm -hmm. Are all these different philosophies valid? Uh, I said, I said, Ken, and again, the approach that we take is it wasn't like, are you kidding me? No way. You know, um, it's only Christ. That's it. That's the only answer. You got to tell them it's the only answer. See, that's not what I do. What I do is say, okay, let's go see what the word has to say. Right. Uh, Ken, let's get in the word. Um, and, uh, and said, okay, so we go through the word, we go through John 14. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. John 3:16. for God so loved mm-hmm. the world, uh, that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish because those that don't believe are condemned already. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way to do it is through, is through Christ. And then you must be born again in John 3. Uh, so a series of, of verses like that. Uh, so we went through the, the whole hour of discussion and just let's look at the, uh, I would just say, read the Bible. What does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say? Uh, again, my role isn't to judge him and or to persuade him or to tell him, well, here's the answer. See, this is the issue with believers is we're full of opinions, right? I have a belief and I think the person next to me should believe the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, when somebody asks me or somebody raises up an issue, you I say you should. God says not your job. Yeah, just bring him to me, and show them the truth. Right. Which, by the way, is is one of the beauties of abiding, because um, as you get into abiding, you learn more and more and more and more truth that's on the tip of your of your tongue mm-hmm. because it's inside of your soul now. Why you've you right. remember, remember we talked last time? has to get into inside your heart. Yes, yes. And you gotta speak it out. You're building oversee over time of a, a life of abiding a library. Yeah. this fantastic truth. So when Ken raised that up, I wasn't, I didn't have a lesson for it. I didn't mm-hmm. have, I didn't, I wasn't even prepared for that discussion. It was like, okay, I've been through this before.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I've abided in this before. I can go to these verses right off the top of my heart and the spirit will say here, go here, go here. So we did. Um, so we went through the whole process and, uh, and Ken, uh, to his credit, um, uh, and he became a believer at like age 72, uh, with no church, with no church background at all. So he didn't, he didn't have any, he didn't have any, uh, belief or thought. He was not, Mm -hmm. I don't think he was an atheist. He was just agnostic.
2: It's not. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But, um, to his credit, it's like, well, if the Bible says that, I'm gonna receive it. He's he's already decided right. I'm gonna receive that as true. So we mm-hmm. went through the whole thing, and, and so he says, Well, it's pretty clear, it's only Christ. Right. There isn't any other way. It's only Christ is the only answer. He says, I've I'm gonna go and go back to these guys. And pray that God's opened up a door that I can show them the truth because they're believing wrong. They're they're going to wind up in the wrong place,
2: right, right, uh,
1: because uh, they they believe what they think is right, but it's not.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm an,
1: I'm I'm the one that's standing next to him, and I can give them the truth. I said, there right. you go, there you go. <laughs> uh, and now he understood it, and he went and processed it, and now right. he he would be a spokesman for that, and he's not fuzzy anymore. Right. Well, is, every, is everybody going to go to heaven? No, it's yeah. only Christ.
2: And it's so important. I, I love that you bring that up, because when we bring people back to God's word and they wrestle it out for themselves, that is it's so similar to even just when we're teaching our children things, um, when you actually do something yourself, you own it. It's not just hearing about it, somebody else's opinion, but when you wrestle through it yourself, then you understand where it's coming from. God is able to speak it into his heart. And then he's able, like you said, to give it away. Right. That's and right. to to lead other people back to the truth. right and And I love even the concept you know you talked about praying for open doors. I think that's such an important thing um, that is that's a huge prayer of mine all the time is God, just just open doors. I give open hands, lead to open doors. I give him my open hands. Whatever I have is yours, God. Now use it. Open doors, and you lead me through what doors you want to you want me to walk through. right. And, and then he does exactly what you said. The Holy Spirit will speak that vocabulary. Your time that, that you've spent abiding, he uses that. That time spent in the word gives him vocabulary to speak to you so that it is on the tip of your tongues and you can not share truth because truth is important to share. But I don't need to be sharing my opinions. No. I need to be sharing, leading them back to his truth and then letting the Holy Spirit do his job, which yeah. is not my job.
1: Yeah. And as you abide and see walk in the Spirit, um, uh, it's interesting because you're going to be anywhere you go. Uh, you're going to have a fairly good sense of the truth
3: mm-hmm. right
1: away. Right. Um, God gives you this, the spirit of knowledge that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to tell you what's really going on here. I'm going to show you truth about what this person is struggling with or dealing with or his viewpoints or his perspective or the fact that he's not following me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you that truth. Um, and so, uh, it's an interesting thing that, um, you start to realize, wow, I really understand things now about the people around me a lot,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, in small group, church groups, families. Um, I know a lot of discernment. I have discernment. I have truth. And then here's the, here's the thing that I learned. Um, because again, my, my perspective as I was learning this was, wow, I know the truth. I've got to tell them that truth. Um, and God showed me, uh, no. <laughs> uh, right. So I learned to ask a second question. I said, okay, am I receiving this truth correctly? And he mm-hmm. would say, yes, you're seeing it exactly the way it is. You're seeing discernment, you're understanding. Right. The second question that I always ask what would you like me to do with this? Right. And there's three possibilities. One is nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just showing you this truth. I'm reinforcing that you're getting better and better and more perceptive and more discerning. And, and the truth you're receiving, and it's, I'm showing you is the truth, but mm-hmm. I don't want you to do anything with it. Just move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is um, I want you to intercede for this person, uh, intercession, which we'll have some sessions on later, uh, is, uh, going to God. What would you say about this situation? Mm
3: -hmm. How
1: can I pray on behalf of that person that you can act and you can do things and you can help them to see things. Um, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't require me, uh, per se, I'm just interceding on their behalf. Uh, to talk to God about them and bring God's power to them. And then mm-hmm. the third thing is God said, yeah, I want you to speak the truth. I want you right. to speak I want you to speak to him. Uh, okay. Um, I'll do it in a kind, gentle, graceful way. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times I'll even say to him, you know, uh, it seems like you're troubled about something. You know, could do you want to talk about that?
3: Mm-hmm. And they
1: they may or may not. And then would you like to hear more about what God would say about that? Uh, now, sometimes they say, they say, no, no, I don't. That's okay. All right. That's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, a lot of people say, yeah, actually I would. Um, and now, okay, let's go to the word and mm-hmm. let me help you understand some things that are going on with you or, or an action that you're taking is not against, is against God's will, is mm-hmm. not following the scriptures. You know, would you like to, you know, consider this? Um, yeah, and you, and you offer it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you a, a, you know, while we're on this kind of process of how it works, uh, Linda and I—you know—we have been pastors of churches.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, usually, turnaround. Situ- we started a church, by the way, in Colorado, Boulder, Colorado. Uh, that became the, it's become the largest church in Colorado. Right. Um, but uh, after that, we've stepped into churches uh, that are troubled, and we mm-hmm. we had one, particularly in uh, Chicago, on Lake in Lakeshore Drive in, in Lincoln Park. It was 1,100-member church, and it was primarily Mm -hmm. um, singles. Uh, And the pastor had been single, and he had an affair, and it was a mess. And they asked me to step in, which we did. Um, And uh, uh, I start teaching uh, marriage, Mm -hmm. Uh, that God's way is marriage. Uh, It is not good that man and woman be alone And in Genesis uh, 2.24, 2.22 and 2.24, but that he created for you to become one, to get, you know, you have marriage. Mm -hmm. So we start teaching that and a lot of the singles start getting married. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they would, I would, I would, and they said, would you like to marry us? I said, yeah, I'd I'd be willing to do that. Um, We have to go through pre-marriage counseling Mm
3: -hmm. uh,
1: for you to get ready for this marriage. And are you willing to do that? Yep, sure. And so in my pre-marriage counseling was basically teaching them abiding.
2: Mm, uh, oh, what a gift. Yeah,
1: yeah. A teaching, abiding in unity that it's really, are you two going to learn to walk with God? Right. Uh, and most of them had a hard two, uh, but about the second or third session and they're, mm-hmm. and they're learning, you know, to get in the word and, and uh, respond to the word. I would ask them, uh, are you, um, uh, are you sleeping together? Hmm. Uh, interesting enough universally which tells you the the culture that we're in was yes right.
2: yeah
1: uh yes they are and it was like no big deal, and
2: that's within the church
1: that's the this is church people. yeah yeah uh yeah i know yep so what you know so what i said okay uh i said now what i'd like you to do you've learned you've learned to get in the word you've learned to respond mm-hmm. to the word uh i'm going to give you some verses i want you to go read them individually mm-hmm. And then come back, and then you guys talk about it, and, and let's share uh, what it is that you believe the word says.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So they would go read the word, 1 Corinthians 6, other other verses uh, that talks about, uh, you know, being uh, pure before you get married. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'd come back, and I'd say, well, what do you say? They'd say, well, God said we're not supposed to do this. Right. I said, okay what are you going to do about that? We're going to, we're going to stop. We're going to, we, you know, some of them even said mm-hmm. we have to move, we have to move out uh, because we understand what God has just said. Right. It wasn't that clear to us before, but now it is. So once they
2: see it, yeah, Now
1: you know what, we're going to honor that because uh, we want to follow God.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, some of them said, God doesn't want us to do it, but we're doing it anyway.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I'd say, okay. I say now. Um, at this point, I'm gonna now tell you I can't marry you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now it's. I said not because of what you're doing. Uh, it's not because of what you're doing. It's because you've you've just told me, you understood what the word said,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and you are going to be completely disobedient to that willfully, and nice. you're not and you're not going to follow God. I right. said. I can't sanction that because I know the outcome of your marriage. You're you're going to wind up in divorce,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I can't sanction that. I said you can you can find plenty of people to marry you. I wish you I wish you really well. I know you will. Uh, I'm not trying to stop you from getting married. I'm just saying I can't stand up because of that, mm-hmm. um, and he, because of the truth of the word. Um, and a, few, a couple of them left and said, "Yeah, okay, we'll go find somebody else." Um, right, but. They're going to they're going to have difficulty because, see, my role is to stand up on what I believe to be true, which is based on the word of God. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have to persuade anybody of anything, but I also don't have to join or or sanction what somebody else is doing at at the same time. So I have the freedom to say, hey, you're you're free to go do something else. But I can't join you in, in now what you've done because you've seen the truth. Mm-hmm. but but you're saying you're not willing to follow the truth right so I, I don't know do you have any uh thoughts about any of that or
2: oh no all good stuff um i think the you know the biggest takeaway i have from everything you've shared is really just that reminder that uh, you know our job is to bring them back to what god has to say right and in the midst of that um, you know, absolute compassion and grace and respect for their journey as they go along and allow God to speak to them, but it doesn't change truth and you still stand on truth. And that doesn't change when someone rejects truth, it doesn't change your love for them. No. It doesn't change your friendship with them. Your, no. you know, so many things that don't change, but truth doesn't change. And right. so we stand there and we, and we, you know, even if we have all the compassion in the world, where they're feeling and where the struggle is, we still stand on truth. Um, And so I do, I just appreciate you know that whole idea of we bring them back to what God has to say. Um, And then remembering too in in any situation, whether you're talking about premarital sex, whether you're talking about um, a believer, you know, in this case of that question, a believer who um is pro-choice and things like that, that everybody is on a journey. And we have different parts of things that we are still struggling to surrender. And so in my mind, the most important thing is that the person stays engaged with the word and allows God to wrestle them in in surrender. And then they can come under his word. Um, When the warning flags go up to me is kind of like what you say when they just say, no, I'm, this doesn't equate. I don't like what I'm hearing. Therefore, I'm going to reject truth. Right. Um, but if they're willing to stay in process and wrestle, I'm going to wrestle right alongside with them and, and lift them up in prayer and, and walk alongside and help them through that journey. Right you know.
1: Right. And the uh, and if you think about uh, and by the way, um, maybe this has stimulated some some more questions
2: <laughs> probably uh, that you
1: have. So I, I put it up on the screen here for YouTube and for you on podcast. Um, you can on YouTube, you can put it in the comments section or you could email us at questions at afj ministry.com mm, questions good. at afj com, and we'd love to answer your questions and we're going to take them and, and answer them all uh, that come in so we'll we'll take that over time so we want you to you know certainly send that in but um as you think about uh the beauty of abiding um because you said uh that in the body, and this is this is the, the the truth of the essence of the body. We are to assist each other mm-hmm. in being led into truth.
3: Yes.
1: Um, and see, it's it's not it's not rules. It's not law. It's let me let me uh, share with you truth that I know that now applies mm-hmm. to you at this particular point. Mm-hmm. So the, the beauty of abiding is that uh, when you think about that statement, well, what would be necessary? I've got to keep growing in my understanding of the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, as we are growing in it, and you described it at the last session uh, last week, um, where you were saying God was dealing with pride for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it took you five, six months. Mm -hmm. Um, because you abided in, see, not, and let me, let me try to describe this. It wasn't that I studied the word. Now you did use the word of God, but you didn't study the word. You abided in the word. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that word is spirit and life until it freed you up of pride. Right. Right. Okay. Now having had that, you now have that as part of your library. Mm-hmm. So when you come across people, which you're going to come across a lot of people that have, right. have pride issues, uh, and they're going to they're going to say, you know, I'm struggling with this, or I'm it's a problem for me, or I'm, I'm in conflict with my spouse because mm-hmm. of it. What you don't do, and I know I know you,
3: <laughs> what
1: you don't do is say, well, you got to stop being prideful.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, just stop it, because you know something about that. Right. You can't stop it. Yeah. You've got you to receive it.
2: And, and it's his power working that change through you yeah. as you surrender. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so what you did is now those verses abide in you so that when somebody mm-hmm. comes along and says, yeah, I've got a pride issue. You would say, well, would you like to have God heal that? Mm-hmm. And they would say, yeah, OK. And then you can take them into the places you've been right And say, here. Uh, now you don't say this is the answer, go go do it. It's go go receive this, stay with it, abide with it, process it mm-hmm. until you experience freedom from pride. And
3: right. by the way,
1: then that person right. has that and then they get to pass it on. And so this yeah. is this is the beauty of abiding is that if, if, if all of us uh, and we're experiencing this in our small group, we're all abiding, in uh, different places,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and as things come up, they can say, "Well, this is what God has shown me. Let me help you with this." And this verse, this word, would mm-hmm. would help you, and you go, you go learn that next. Uh, and yeah. so it's it's a beautiful way of the body uh, coming together,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and and the more that everyone around you is abiding the more truth you'll be walking into. And by the way, truth isn't just arbitrary. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, take it or leave it, or it's this or nothing. It's the truth leads you to what? The beautiful life. The freedom. Yeah. God says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. I've come to give you Mm -hmm. life and give it to you super abundantly. What is that life about? It's about the truth, not as law, Mm
3: -hmm. but
1: as life. And as we get to experience it, people around us then say, is that possible for me? Is that Can I have mm-hmm. that healed up in, in my life? Uh, we had a couple at a retreat just recently, uh, pretty good at odds with each other. And the husband particularly was harsh uh, toward, mm-hmm. toward the wife. And um, went through the retreat, uh, softened, uh, God spoke to both of them and they've been continuing their abiding. And I just got an email from them uh, just a couple days ago that said, you know, we're having the sweetest time mm-hmm. uh, growing together and we got we got a ways to go, but we're staying with, with the words that mm-hmm. we're getting, the verses that we're getting, because we want to experience this, not just hear about it. Right. And they are, you know, and so they're gonna see a transformation. And
3: mm-hmm. when they
1: do, they have all these people around them, they're already talking about, we need to bring some of our friends to the retreat, <laughs> Because they would like to learn this too, because they're seeing the yeah. change in us, right? And that—that's the beauty of that. Well, we've had a uh, a great day. <laughs> uh, we? Oh wow, yeah, it's yeah. already gotten late. <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, I'll just put up that if you have questions, um, uh, you can put them in the comments section of YouTube. Uh, you can email us at questions at com. Uh, feel free to send them in. We'll be happy to answer them uh, as we go and. Again, uh, kind of the the uh, the essence of what we said today is that um, abiding brings you truth, and then you are mm-hmm. called to give that away as a truth teller, without judgment, without harshness, with not without heaviness, without persuasion. It's really just to start mm-hmm. to bring people into that same place to say, "Would you like to see what God can do in your life, or speak to you about this issue if you have a heart to go." And then that's up to them, you know, to make those choices. So uh, it's right. it's really a it's really a beautiful way to live if we if we can really get that, and we would we would see the church transformed. Yeah. If we and could. I tell
2: you, I'm going to add. I know you're wrapping up, but just one other thought. Um, I'll have to tell you what it is in the next session because I can't think of the actual verse. But I think it's First Corinthians two one through five, maybe. Um, but there's a passage and it makes me think exactly of what you're saying, where Paul talks about how he came and he didn't come with, um, persuasive words and and all of these. Oh, good. Okay. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he didn't come with all these persuasive wise words. He really came out of the overflow of the power of the Holy spirit in him and what he knew, what he had lived. He brought to the table with humility and truth, what God had taught him When whenever we exalt God and put God on a pedestal, God does his work. We don't have to do a thing. No. All we have to do is bring attention to him because of who he is and his character. He gets the job done. Yes,
1: that's right. Yep, exactly right. Beautiful. Well, it's great uh, great being with you. And uh, we'll look forward to our, our session again tomorrow. And uh, we'll pick it up again with, with more topic of abiding. So look forward to seeing everybody.